Hello, my name is Brian Ritchie, and I'm going to be your host for World of Sports. Welcome back, guys. It's World of Sports. My name is Ryan Ritchie, and I'm going to be your host for today. And today we're going to be talking uh, mostly about baseball, all about baseball. Um, like I said in the pa- in the past uh, week, we were going to have an episode today talking about baseball, what it means coming back. And kind of everything that fits into baseball that we haven't yet talked about as far as it goes with baseball. So, I guess you could call us the July special because it's going to be Wednesday and Saturday for the July special, same as the June special. You can visit us at anger.fm slash Ryan dash Richie. Let's get into it. So, guys, baseball is back. Baseball is back today on Wednesday, July 1st. The real spring training uh, games, spring training is underway right now. The real spring training games will start July 3rd. So, I just want to make that really clear. Uh, Spring training is underway. Baseball is back today, Wednesday, July 1st. And um, on Wednesday, July 3rd, Baseball spring training games will come back. So, what does it mean? What does it mean for baseball to come back? You tell me. Leave a voice message. Link is down in the description down below. And it's just, it's just been... It's just been a long, dirty, and we've been all waiting for this, for this one time, um, for this one time, for a long time. And workouts will begin, everything, teams are getting the okay, and just baseball, the culture, to get back, they were just uh, in a big mess, but now they're back. I don't know if it's going to stay this way. There's bound to be some some mess, some sort of mess in this season. But the real spring training games start Friday, July 3rd. I'll rattle off the schedule to you. All times are Eastern, and they are subject to change. Tampa Bay at Chicago, 220. Houston at Washington, 605. Boston at Pittsburgh, 705. New York. Yankees, the Yankees at the Blue Jays, 7.07. Padres at the Mets, 7.10. Kansas City at Detroit, 7.10 as well. Minnesota at Cleveland, 7.10. Los Angeles Angels at the Braves, 7.20. The White Sox at the Rangers, 8.05. San Francisco at Colorado, 8.10. Milwaukee at St. Louis, 8.15. Cincinnati at De- at Arizona, 9.40, and the Orioles are at the A's at 10.07, for the last two games with the Phillies in Seattle and the Marlins in Los Angeles for facing the Dodgers. So how this is going to work is this is spring training 2.0. So you're going to see... For example, uh, the White Sox play the Rangers. The White Sox, not a good game, but 
we'll go we'll go over this. So the White Sox will be traveling to the Rangers ballpark, and the Rangers will host them, just like a normal, just like normal. But there will be no fans in the stands this year. Base uh, the Major League Baseball said next year there is a chance. So as a, they at least they said that we don't know what's true. We don't know what's true with Major League Baseball, but we we know we know that baseball is coming back and we have that secure and we can just get really 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 pumped up. 60 game schedule, expanded playoffs, and full um, prioritized salaries. So let's take a look at some of the 2019 baseball stats and kind of how they could play into this. Like, is it going to be the same? Kind of the benefits and non pros and cons for the players coming back and. Actually, I'm going to talk about that first. So the pro, a pro kind of being everyone gets to rest and everyone can, everyone can just be at home, gather everything, processing this information and taking some time, some time to process everything and think about and think about what they're going to do. That's a pro in this situation. Players have time to think if they're going to go in on this or if they're going to go out. Also, in a playing standpoint, if someone had an injury, guess what? They're going to have a full, what, three months to rest. A lot of spring training injuries happen, and those guys are going to be ready, fresh to go as ever. As ever. Those are, that's a pro and a con. For hitting on base uh slugging um number one christian yelich number two mike trout number three cody bellinger number four nelson cruz number five elf bregman then you got rendon Marte, springer arnado juan soto so the top five christian yelich leading with 1.100 that's just your ops stats we're going to get into pitching in a minute but the thing is, everyone's talking about these pros, including me. I just stated that players have all the time that they need to rest. But they're also really dry. They're dry. They're not wet. They're not wet and into the season. They're really dry and kind of, you know, just like dry fruit instead of wet fruit. Wet, wet fruit is the real deal, kind of. It's just fruit. Dry fruit is just dry. You're not. It's not wet fruit. It never kind of will be. But baseball, they're dry right now, and they can get into wet fruit. They're dry fruit right now, and they can get into wet fruit. So they are they are coming off a season, and you know if you just aren't, like, active for a long time, and you get up, and then you just don't feel right, that's what they are. They haven't played baseball for a long time. They're going to get up and get into spring training and start their workouts. Yeah, they've been working out at home. Is it the same amount of workout or level of difficulty as they would be doing right now for spring training workouts? No, it's not as hard. And 
that's kind of why they're going to be dry fruit and they're going to be coming back into things. And especially baseball. These guys haven't played baseball for three months. It's not like everything's going to click all of a sudden. Also, if you have a player who is in a slump, you can't let someone ride that out for 15 to 20 games. That would be about a third of your season or a fourth. So 15 to 20 games, if someone goes in a slump, your team could be dead, especially your best player. Because remember, this is only 60 games. It's the home stretch. Players are going to be playing almost every single game. So that means with your 40-man roster slash pool, you can stack up on on pitchers and kind of, you know, stack up. I would stack up on pitchers because you could have three bench guys from your regular roster and be fine because players are going to be playing every single game and you only need so many, you don't need pinch hitters because guess what? There's going to be a DH. It's going to be a DH so you could have a DH and that's a, a way of letting your players, your star players rest. If you took Mike Trout, Let's give him an off day, but we want him to still hit. Plop him in the DH. It's going to be the same for the American League. But for the National League, Christian Yelich, he could take an off day. And he could still hit. And he'd be really effective. He'd be really effective. And you can do that with any other player. And they can be really effective. They can be really effective. It only just shows up with numbers for the star players, but it helps your team by not just taking an off day, but by hitting two if you are originally in the starting line up. So you're pitching top five for earned run average ERA. Um Hinjin Roo from the Dodgers, Jacob DeGrom, Garrett Cole, Justin Verlando, and Mike Soroka. Um Hinjin Root leading with 2.32 ERA. So these guys are all in the twos. And that is pretty good. You've seen him pitch in... I've seen him pitch in kind of the playoffs. And he's really good. He's a real deal. And of course, and of course you have big names like Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole. The Dodgers are stacked, but Justin Verlander, Verlander is now a Yankee. So, so he is so uh that's that's big that's big and that would be a big boost to the yankees and that would just be it it'd just be it for the yankees it'd just be their one click that they need a pitcher a pitching staff and they have that so we kind of went over the top pitching and hitting stats and kind of how does that play into everything else uh likewise in will these stats carry over like we talked about players are dry right now and they need to get up to being wet but there are no fans we've seen in soccer in basketball in europe no fans that means talent wins Talent wins. Talent is going to win in baseball. Yeah, you have your home stadium, and that factors in a little more. 
because you have the logo behind the catcher's plate, and you might have uh, in Wrigley Field, you have a bunch of day games. You have the Ivy. You have uh, in 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 San in San Diego, you have a big tall outfield with some restaurants or whatever it might be. It's still going to be there, but the fans, the fans really affect some teams. They really do. They really affect some teams. And sometimes you see with some teams that have really good fans, they have more fans on the road. Let's see, for example, when I'm just going to take a few examples, the Yankees, they played the Mets. Well, that's not far away. Okay, let's take another example. I had, yeah, it was the Yankees versus the Reds. Sorry, I'm going to pick on you, Reds. The Yankees, they went over to the Reds, and they had a bunch of fans. A bunch of fans. And the Reds, they were terrible at the time, and still are. They're not doing so well. So, the Yankees fans definitely outruled them. Another instance, for example, where um, Chicago, they went down to Miami, and Miami is not good either. And they completely smoked them out. You know who has, like, no fans? The Tampa Bay Rays. Like, they have, like, they have, like, 10,000 fans per game. Per game that come to their stadium. Like, I think, I think they, um, I, I'll look that up in, a, in just a second. But I think that they had, like, somewhere between 5,000 and 10,000 fans per game. And that's less than, like, a fourth of their stadium capacity. And they were looking uh, to go back up to Montreal for a, a little bit. They were kind of figuring out what to do, and they haven't uh, they haven't yet decided that. But they're gonna stay in Tampa Bay and the Toronto Blue Jays. This is an in, uh, a, a very interesting situ- scenario because they are in Canada. And they were kind of thinking of what if you have your ballpark go down to Florida? Because you know what? Anyone who en- en- enters the city of Canada, the ooh city, it's a big city, <laughs> the, the country, I was about to say state, uh, the country of Canada has to quarantine themselves for 14 days. So uh, the Blue Jays have been trying to work that out for the government. So let's say whatever the uh. The Padres come in, the Rockies, whatever. The Rockies come in to Toronto. They have to quarantine themselves for 14 days before they play. Obviously, that's not going to work. So they're trying to get a pass from the government. They have not yet given it to them. So it's going to kind of, maybe they're trying to work that out. They really want to stay in Toronto. And also, if they go down to the United States, they're going to be having to re-enter to, Dur- to Toronto. If they go down to the United States to play a game, then they're going to have to quarantine themselves for 14 days. Obviously, they're still trying to get a pass from the government to let them to let themselves not have to quarantine because that's just a mess. If none of that happens, they're going to have to be going down. They were looking in a Florida Spring Training site as their home ballpark for kind of spring training and all of that and just kind of your spring training facility over there and then they'd play their regular season in Toronto. What 
are the Rays' average attendance? What is it? I know it's bad. Let's take a look. The Tampa Bay Rays' average attendance is 17, sorry, sorry. It's going to be 14,734. Not good. Not good. Um, I apologize for talking about Justin Verlander on the Yankees. Um, I mixed him up. Garrett Cole is on the Yankees, so that would be a big step towards for the Yankees. So the the Tampa Bay Rays average attendance is going to be fourteen thousand. And what is the uh what is the Rays capacity, right? Because we want to figure out how fourteen thousand out of how many how many uh how many people are in how many people can be fit in there. So they have fourteen thousand and seven hundred uh around seven hundred people in and their capacity is forty two thousand seven hundred and thirty five. Well they are struggling they are struggling. Thirty years old. It's kind of nice. But whoa, fourteen thousand fans out of forty two thousand forty three thousand if you round. If you round. And they have an air conditioned stadium, which is good. It's all nice. And it's they're a new they're they're new they're a new team, a new stadium, but no one wants to see them play. No one wants to see them play. But what is Miami's average attendance, right? Because are Florida people just not fans of baseball? Or Tampa Bay Tampa Tampa gets to uh do whatever they want, but Miami is not getting un- just Florida fans aren't good baseball fans, or the Rays just no one wants to see them play. So, what is the Miami Marlins average attendance? What is it? Whoa, okay, okay, they are 10,000. And 16. Whoa! Are you kidding me? 10,016 people per game. That's worse than the race. I think these are the worst two games. Yeah, I just confirmed that. These are the worst two teams in baseball. No, not in baseball. The worst two teams. Attendance games, 14,000 and 10,000, and 10,000. Whoa, the Blue Jays sit ahead at 21,000, both of them. They're in Canada. And more stats, 68.5 million fans attended games for, uh, for in baseball in 2019. But Miami, they are they are struggling as well, and they only have ten thousand fans. They only have ten thousand fans per home game. 
So what is my what is Miami's average? Uh, what is Miami Marlins? So what is your like average? Uh, you could say capacity. So we know how many fans are coming out of what they have. So they have uh thirty six thousand seven hundred forty two in Marlins Park, and then the Rays have forty two thousand. So you could say two, 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 the ten thousand times you could say we'll give you four, three and a half, ten thousand times three and a half, so three and a half times the size for my Emmy, and then for the race, fourteen twenty eight forty two. Doing some math here, so. They're kind of off about three and a half, so they kind of have the same kind of, you know, same kind of uh, uh, ratio from fans to your capacity. So that's how you kind of figure out how teams are struggling. So those teams are really struggling with with their fans. With their fans, and and they're and that's not going to help them. That's going to benefit them because other teams are going to be used to all their fans. They're going to come down to Tampa Bay in Miami, and they're not going to notice anything. They're not going to notice anything because they have ten thousand fans per home game. So that is going to, in a way, that is going to kind of benefit them, and I think that it could eventually turn out good for them. And Tampa Bay Rays were one of the teams that I went over uh, a a few weeks ago, a few days ago, um, with five teams that could shock the league. And that was one of the reasons why they could shock the league. Why they could shock the league. And minor league players, they are... Just uh, waiting. They're still going to go get paid for their season, even though they didn't play. But it makes sense because minor league baseball season was canceled. And what for, like, minor league is kind of not a big asset to MLB, but it is a sidekick. It is something that makes it stronger. Losing minor league is not huge at all. It's not major league baseball. But, you know, they said, well, because they're like, they're like, even like, they're like smaller than the XFL, basically. And that's the XFL. I think they might be done. Will they be done? I think they might be done after coronavirus. They might be done. So getting back, the minor league. For baseball, they are going to be, they're just, you know, chilling, and then all of a sudden this comes up. We have, they're saying, we have no part to do this. We don't want to make this all complicated. Let's just cancel it hard and fast right here, right now. You guys will still get paid. So they kind of just fix everything with one statement. We're going to pay you. Be happy. And we're going to cancel this because we have no part to do with anything of this. We don't want to be stuck in the middle of anything. That's kind of what they said. That is kind of what they said. So, Major League Baseball is back. Is back. It's going to be it.
for today's episode. We just went over Major League Baseball. What is its stats? It's coming back. Some schedules and fans in attendance. How's it going to affect teams? And be sure to check out um uh our uh, previous MLB episodes for five teams that shocked the league. It included the Tampa Bay Rays. It included them as well as the Toronto Blue Jays. 21,000 for the Toronto Blue Jays in attendance on average and 14,000 for Tampa Bay. How could they really just shock the league? Check out a previous episode. Okay, it's going to be it. Squirrel Sports. This episode is sponsored by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's just the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. One, it's free. Two, there are creation tools that allow you to re-record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of the, the main listener platforms such as uh, Stitcher and, and you could go on and on with that and it's just one click distribution you just click distribute and it automatically does that no more mandatory stuff anchor automatically distributes this podcast you can make uh, money from your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need in one place Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Mm-hmm.